We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. With you on the Dave Ellswick Show, it is six minutes after seven in just a second. Our congressman from District 2 will join us, French Hill. Don't forget at 735, my good buddy, uh, for, uh, not former, talk show host out of KXL in Portland, Oregon, Lars Larson will be with us. I was able to set him up uh, today. Strange goings on in Portland, but things are always strange in Portland. I mean... Magic mushrooms, I think, are in all foodstuffs in Portland, uh, out there in Oregon. I, I just really do. They they walk around like they're they're in another alternate reality for the most part. But we'll we'll talk about uh, what's going on out there today as well. But right now, joining us by phone uh, to keep our social distancing where it needs to be is uh, no, no yeah. It's it's the congressman, Congressman French Hill, who comes on every week. I give this, I give him all the credit in the world for doing this. And Congressman, thanks for another half hour today on the Dave Ellswick Show. Dave, it's great to be with you, social distance or not, uh, and it's always good to hear your voice. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at getting back into the studio, not next week, but probably the week after. So if you're around at that time and you want to come to the, uh, come face-to-face, you can. But we'll be across the table. We'll be six foot away. What can I say? But bottom line is, I was just watching Maria Bartoloma. And I was watching the CEO of Moderna on. Of course, Moderna is one who announced that they think that they're on the fast track right now to have a vaccine by the end of the year. But somebody started asking questions yesterday. said, but you only reported on eight people. How come only eight people? You, you were using 45 people. Well, he got on there, uh, clarified why, uh, and said that's, that's a blood test that they had at the time. They now have all 45. All 45 show that they're producing antibodies against COVID-19. And uh, last but not least, said... They're prepared to go into phase two testing and that they have been okayed and are preparing for phase three. Now, that's moving, That's moving as uh, the president would say, at warp speed. And uh, they might, I, I think they might have a vaccine before the end of the year. Of course, producing it, I think, is going to be uh, the main challenge when you start talking about millions upon hundreds of millions of doses that's there's going to be a lot of companies companies involved in that but that's good news that's the stock market is almost up 300 points again today it is good news and it's exactly the approach to take which is a moonshot type approach and that's why 
the president has tackled this, uh, just like uh, Jack Kennedy for going to the moon in the 60s. He said, let's put all, all, everything we have on the table, push everything to the center of the table and make a bet that we can get a vaccine globally and get these companies competing against each other to do that. It's very encouraging. Big picture, you know, what in, uh, really is interesting is look how fast the FDA is working, how responsive they've been. And I hope that this pandemic also lets us see a complete regulatory review of how the FDA does its work. Because, you know, this activity of taking 11 years and several billion dollars for each drug discovery, uh, maybe this is a way to streamline this process, do it safely, continue the phase one, phase two, phase three clinical trial process, but break down some of the bureaucracy. Yeah, and and that needs to be done. I mean, this is no different than when FDR started the Manhattan Project, everything else that has gone in the history of America when, when uh, you know, the, the game is on the line. You do everything you got to do, and you do it as quickly as you can to make sure you come out with a W at the end. And it sounds to me like, uh, Congressman, that W is uh, in view now. Uh, and that light at the end of the tunnel is not the approaching train, but it is the end of the tunnel. Uh, today I was watching uh, Maria, and she played a piece of, of video that just incends me. I mean, I'm watching this not more than 10 minutes before I go on the air, and I'm seeing red, and that's not good. I like to be, you know, more in a purple state of mind before I, I go on the air. And... I watched Senator Elizabeth Warren call the uh, government program to help uh, businesses, the PPP, call it a slush fund, a slush fund. And I'm thinking to myself, aren't you one of the senators who voted for this? It's not like the the, the uh, president set up uh, this. It was mandated by the Congress and the and the Senate, both houses voted on it and said this is the way to go. And you're calling it a slush fund. Uh, bottom line, not a slush fund. They're trying to release this money as they go along, and take time with the, uh, you know, your uh, congressional oversight commission that you're part of. In fact, and the first report came out just yesterday that you are trying to make sure that the money is being spent correctly. I mean, that's how you guys found out that uh, uh, Planned Parenthood got like $80 million, is it not? Yeah, this is the work that's being done all over the Congress. And Elizabeth Warren is a broken record. I mean, she's living, I don't know what, on what planet, drinking her beer out of her equally expensive refrigerator with Nancy Pelosi's ice cream. I mean... She is so out of touch, and it was so insulting when uh, the Treasury Secretary and the Federal Reserve Chairman are sitting there in front of the Senate Banking Committee yesterday, desperately trying to explain how they're working hard to keep Americans working and cut this jobless claims issue and get people back to work, get states open, get the financial resources to our businesses of all sizes so that Americans can go back to work and stop uh, they'll still worry about the public health issue, but they won't be worried about how to pay their rent. 
And she's uh, just using pejoratives like, oh, it's a slush fund. You're just bailing people out. It's ridiculous. They haven't even spent any of the money, frankly. What they're doing is trying to get money to our states and local governments if they need short-term finance and get loans to businesses that employ people. Hello, businesses employ people uh, so that they can stay in business. (laughs) And the PPP program uh, has helped. Now it just crossed 40,000 small businesses in Arkansas. 40,000 small businesses in Arkansas have now gotten $3.3 billion to keep people employed, keep their rent paid, pay their utilities, and that's going to help uh, uh, all those families here in Arkansas. So she's just, I don't, I don't even pay any attention to any pronouncements she makes, particularly if there's a TV camera involved. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the most dangerous places to be is between Warren and the TV camera. You're liable Absolutely. to get trampled. You know that. All right. So the, the Congressional Oversight Commission is made up of only five people. It's a very important commission. Their job is to look at the spreadsheet, so to uh, speak, and make sure that the money that's being spent is being spent correctly. And uh, the people who are members of that commission, Senator Pat Toomey of uh, Pennsylvania, uh, Congresswoman Donna Shalala of Florida, uh, Bharat Ramamurti, I think is how she pronounces that last name. And then there's this other congressman that I'm pretty familiar with. His name is Congressman French Hill of Arkansas. This is a really huge commission, Congressman. Explain to the listeners, and we've kind of talked about this in the abstract over the last few weeks. Now it's in in concrete. Explain what you're doing. Bottom line is we are to oversee the Federal Reserve System and the U.S. Treasury's effort to loan this money into America to make sure it's done uh, quickly, make sure it's done fairly, make sure Americans uh, benefit from it by the fact that businesses stay open and workers stay employed and that uh, there's no corruption associated with it. And uh, it's a bipartisan commission. Two, uh, it'll be two Democrats, two Republicans, and a chairman. Uh, the chairman has not been named, but we've gone ahead and started our work. The four of us are working very cooperatively together. Uh, we know what the mission is, and uh, Treasury Secretary Mnuchin and, and Fed Chair Powell have been cooperative with us. And we're going to report to the public every 30 days about their work and how it's going. All right. And, and, and this is really important. I, I mean, I look at this and I see five people and I go, my God, that is a huge, huge job. You're looking at how many billions of dollars, if not well, a trillions of dollars? Yeah, potentially uh, five trillion. Wow. Five trillion. Because the $500 billion of taxpayer money which supports the Treasury and the Fed's operation, the Federal Reserve can leverage that. That's how they operate. Let's say they want to make a loan to um, uh, the, uh, uh, a mid-sized company, somebody employs over 500 people. Well, the Treasury puts up $75 billion of taxpayer money to support that lending pool, and then the Federal Reserve loans $600 billion to get that Uh, to a large fund. And so that's why it is complicated. It does require 
careful scrutiny. Uh, but we want to make sure this money gets out into the economy because we want to support these states reopening uh, safely and get people back to employment. That is what's going to happen over the next three months. And it's so important uh, that we try to get this right. Uh, we have to kill the disease, and we have to have every American cooperating on the CDC standards as we go back to work, no doubt. And I know that's frustrating to people. But this is a very communicable disease. Uh, but we cannot have our economy shut down. That's right. We cannot have our economy shut down. We have over 30 million people uh, filing jobless claims when in February we had the best economy in 50 years. So we want our economy back and we want our healthy uh, families uh, safe. Yeah, I'm I'm. I'm watching the news, and last night I had a little give and take with somebody on Facebook because they made a statement that it will set me on fire. And uh, luckily I don't have hair anymore. If I did, the top of my head would have been burst into flames last night. But I'm just saying that it made this statement about, you know, these capitalists, they're just greedy and they're, you know, they're pushing us to reopen the economy and and people are still dying and and went on and on and on. And I I just couldn't take it. I, I typically I don't engage on Facebook because it's a losing cause. But last night. I, I, I put on my boots and, and got into the charge of the light brigade. And, uh, and I just said, look, capitalism has raised more people out of poverty, saved more people's lives than any other economic system in the, in, in the known world and history of the world. And I said, last but not least, this is not an either-or proposition. We have got to reopen the, the, the economy, and we've got to defeat this, uh, this virus. We can do both. And, uh, you know, they were saying, well, what's the capitalist idea for, for uh, defeating the virus? And I said, uh, it's called businesses out there doing it. Did you not heard about Madura? You know, and I started going into all that. And then, I, you know, they just kept asking dumb questions then. And, and so for that matter, I just I stopped. But let me I try transgress. Let me get back and talk to you about uh, this whole thing about all this money. Being a member of this five-member commission, do you guys have some kind of uh, of a computer program that has algor- uh, you know, algorith- algorithms or algorithms in it that give you red flags that might throw things up? I mean, I can't imagine that you're sitting there with your hat with half glasses hanging off the end of your nose, a visor on, and a green light shining down on a spreadsheet, and you're going line by line. You've got to be able to be helped by some of the stuff that would say, hmm, this might be weird. Take a closer look at this. Well, our inspector generals in the Treasury Department, we have set up a special inspector general who will do precisely that. It paid for by the taxpayers for the CARES Act oversight. We also have set out a committee of all the inspectors general and all the cabinet agencies in the government. We're calling it the Pandemic Inspector General Coordinating Board or something of that nature. And they're looking for precisely that. They're looking for anything that pops out of a computer screening program that looks uh, out of sync and make sure that uh, the agencies are getting the money out quickly. But when you move fast like you do in an economic crisis, what do you do? You make mistakes, obviously. And you can have people 
scam, try to scam the system. And this is why I really urge even all of our listeners, be careful about the Internet and this pandemic because of tax rebate checks that people might have received, uh-huh. uh, people trying to intercept unemployment compensation through some scheme through the Internet. A pandemic brings out the best in Americans who put their flag out, volunteer at the food bank, volunteer to pack lunches for kids, uh, help our health care workers. But also pandemics bring out, you know, the scum of the earth that try to rip people off. So we're watching for that at the top, uh, meaning how these big government programs. But I think all of our families ought to be cautious about it, too. All right, we got time for one more about three minute segment. We'll do that, but first we got to get a break in here, and then we'll come back to Congressman French Hill, who has uh, graciously uh, agreed to appear with us today on the Dave Ellswick Show. Interesting things that we're talking about, to say the least. All right, we'll be back with the uh, the Congressman in a moment. Let me remind you about PI Roofing; they are ready to help you. Uh, the last thing you need to do is have the weight of replacing your roof on your shoulders now uh, during this time of social distancing and many uh, people worried about maybe they got elderly parents or they got elderly grandparents or you just got, you know, parents that are, are uh, you know, ill. I mean, my kids check in on me all the time because I've been having this health th- problem going on with the in, this infection in my foot. That, by the way, is now cleared up. I'm, I've been getting the all clear on that, so I'm finally well as about that. But I know the, 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 the things that people are thinking about right now, and it's not your roof. So let PI Roofing do that for you. You call them, say, I think I, got a, I know I got a leak, and you come out here and look at my roof, and they'll do it for you. Now, you can call them, 707-3551, 707-3551, or contact them on the Internet, PIRoofing.com. You don't have to talk to a person face-to-face. You can do it by the phone. You can do it by the Internet. They can come out. They can do the work. They're outside. You're inside, and everything is taken care of. They'll even work with your insurance company. Call PI Roofing for any problems you've got with your roof. That's who I call. I've used them in the past. Many of my friends use them. A lot of our listeners use them. Just let you know, I think they're the best in the area. That's PIRoofing.com. Traffic and weather, let's get to it. All right, final uh, segment with the uh, congressman. Congressman French Hill is with us here on the Dave Ellswick Show. we got about three minutes remaining. Question I've got for you, and I've been seeing a lot of discussion now on uh, Facebook, on uh, news articles, on uh, news talk shows, and that being on the uh, unemployment front, People who are getting uh, unemployment are getting uh, their full unemployment, which, which basically is how much they were making every week or two weeks, and a $600 a week stipend to go on top of that. How do you move people off of that, Congressman, if they're making more money on unemployment than if they go back to work? Yeah, it's a challenge for a lot of our small businesses in a state like Arkansas. You know, this $600 a week pandemic, bonus for unemployment was meant to be helpful because we shut down the economy. But they did it at a flat amount nationwide. New York gets the same amount of money as Arkansas, and it's disrupted our labor markets and made it really tough to get people to be encouraged to come back to work. I'd love it if we do another bill, which I don't know if we will or not, but if we have another COVID-19 type effort in the next uh, six weeks or so in Congress, I'd love to try to switch the language on the $600 a week and maybe structure it where it would be a back-to-work bonus. 
where they'd actually get to keep a few weeks of the $600 uh, as a back-to-work bonus instead of a stay-out-of-work payment, which is what it is now. Um, it's a lot of money in a state like Arkansas, and uh, it's really disrupted our labor market. I hear about it from employers, particularly in our rural areas of the state, all the time. Yeah, you know, and, and it just goes to show that, and and it's about, and we, we know this, all right? People that are unemployed right now, and they're getting unemployment and all the rest, but that $600 specifically, that's taxpayers' money that's being used to help you. But don't take advantage of it, all right? Be a person of character. And as soon as the jobs become open again, go back and get hooked up and and do your job, please. It, it will come and, you into know, supposedly the supposedly uh, the law supposedly, and I say this to HR directors and business owners: if you are offered your job back, you're supposedly not eligible for this if your job has been offered okay uh, back. So you know that's the way it's supposed to work. All right. Congressman, we're out of time. Thanks so much. Love being with you, Dave. Take care. All right. Good week. Talk to you later. All right. Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Rush is next, and then I'll be back with Lars Larson from the West Coast, the left coast. He'll join us, but he's a conservative in Portland, Oregon. Oh, I feel sorry for him.